What is going on there to all the PWCites out there? What is going on to all the skirmish fans on the PWC networks? This is the scholarly one. This is the magnanimous one, but most importantly, this is the glorious one, the Professor Chabeva Cruz. And I got a special treat for all the skirmish fans out there on the PWC networks. Your man Jimmy T came to the professor and asked him a burning question. He asked the professor, is there any chance that the professor's perspective will ever, and I mean ever, come back on the, on the airwaves ever again? And I thought about it. I looked in the mirror and I said, does the world need the professor's perspective now more than ever coming in 2022? And the answer is yes. With people like Nick Khan in WWE, with people like Tony Khan in AEW, with all the releases, with ROH going, you know, down the toilet, there needs to be an objective viewpoint on, about these situations. With all the people in the wrestling groups, uh, with their biasness, you need a man that's scholarly enough to give you an objective view on everything that's going on in professional wrestling. And that man is moi, the Professor Chabel Cruz. Yes, the man who once called Ring of Honor the bitch boy jobber promotion on his very own professor's perspective. The man who confronted P PMS Bitch Boy, aka CM Punk, and was the first man to be blocked on Twitter from him with the PWSO crew. Yes, that is that professor's perspective. And it will be coming exclusively to the PWC networks. It will be coming exclusively to a, a special skirmish here and there. But most importantly, it will be coming as a special sideshow here on the PWC Networks. Yes, that is right. The Professor's Perspective, if you never heard about it, it is coming back here exclusively on the PWC Networks. It is coming back here exclusively on the PWC Networks at Podbeam.com. So stay tuned, PWCites. And here, the most scholarly viewpoints on professional wrestling. Stay tuned, PWCites. For the most glorious viewpoints about AEW, WWE, MLW, New Japan, Mexico, and all points in between that has something to do with professional wrestling. That is the professor's perspective here on the PWC Networks. Look out for it in the coming months. Exclusively here on the Pro Wrestling Coalition Networks. I am that man, the Professor Chabela Cruz. Stay tuned, PWCites. Stay tuned. Tonight's episode of the PWC Wednesday Night Skirmish is brought to you by Z Apollo Photography. Visit zapollophotography.com for all your photography needs. The following program is presented by Atmark Media. Welcome to Hami Media Group, or as the cool kids say, HMG. We're here to provide you with the very best entertainment alternative media has to offer. Thank you to all our supporters who have made us what we are today. 
Follow us on social media, video, and podcast platforms at Hameen Media Group. Become a subscriber to Hameen Media Group at Patreon.com for great free daily content as well as off-the-top-rope extras. Subscribe to our affiliate Patreon channels with a plethora of fun content on various tiers that will bring tears of joy to your eyes. Vince Russo's The Brand, The Rip Rogers FR Podcast, Stevie Ray TV, Goldilocks, The A Show with Aaron Stevens and April Hunter, The Two Man Power Trip, Velvet Sky and Angelina Love, The Beautiful People, and now... The Larry Hankin Stories. Support your favorite HMG and independent pro wrestling talent at ProWrestlingTees.com. Enjoy the ultimate meal with Zordo's Ultra Premium Extra Virgin Olive Oil. Head over to ZordosOliveOil.com. Start your day with the best cup of joe, bro. Try a fantastic selection of flavorful coffee blends at TheBrosters.com. StevieRichardsFitness.com. Get off that couch and make a healthy change without leaving your home. Amazing resistance band and yoga workout programs at an affordable price that will help you become a band new you. Hear from the pros who live the biz, bro, with talent that have worked for every major organization led by the man who put the attitude back in pro wrestling and in your ear holes. It's got to be russosbrand.com bro again we'd like to thank you for joining us here at hmg and now it's time to be entertained ladies and gentlemen may i have your attention please the show starts in This match, this rematch, so to speak. Omega. Oh, wow. Look, looking for the Snapdragon. Angels escaped, and now. Could be the prelude. Omega looking for the hook in for the one winged angel, but no angel. Counter. First Counter. three is whoa. So close. Oh. oh. Bang with the V trigger. Boy, if that doesn't do it, Omega's in deep trouble. Whoa. He's in deep trouble. Is the champion. He kicked out again. He did it again. Alan Angels is for real here. It was a cocky, it was an arrogant cover, and it may have cost Kenny Omega ahead of full gear. People didn't believe 18 months ago he was the real deal with the kid. Pulling himself up again, proving everyone wrong. Omega building up. Steam. Oh, another feature. Oh, no. Omega. Oh, my God. Man, the full head of steam. Yeah, that rocked his head. Right in the brain. And it was a battle, ladies and gentlemen. It was.
As the God of Pro Wrestling, Alan Angels, I have the power to give it, but I also have the power to take it away. Nakazawa, give me the chair. Give me the chair. Did he say give me the chair? Yes. Give me the chair! Did it not? Michael Nakazawa. There is no call for this at all. Now, I don't know what he's up to. Inexcusable. Yeah. It's a pretty good idea that he's going to try to injure this young man who has pushed him twice to the very limit. Referee should consider it intervening yeah. here. Knox, you got to do something, man. Omega. Oh, he's going to give me the one wicked angel on the chair. Maybe not. Oh, my God, the fans are on their feet. This building has erupted because the cowboy is here. Hangman Adam Page, maybe not going to wait until full gear. He could be the next AEW World Champion, that young man. There went Michael Nakazawa. Omega with the chair in hand. Keep your eyes up. Keep oh, Angels. Up. Angels disarming Omega. And the buckshot wall. Oh, man. <laughs> Omega ducked to avoid disaster. Yeah, he missed it right there, but maybe he won't miss it at full gear. Our fans in the, the Twin Cities are in for a tremendous treat for this pay-per-view coming up. By the way, tickets are still available at awtix.com. And you can join us live Saturday, November 13th on pay-per-view. Fight TV, Bleacher Report. But you do not want to miss Full Gear. All about the championship. It's all about the money in this business, and the champions get the lion's share of that cash. Hey, Kenny, I, uh, I think you forgot something. So I'll play nice, I'll lay it right here. You better hold on tight to it, you got 10 days. the most confident version of Hangman Adam Page heading into full gear Saturday, November 13th, live on pay-per-view. AEW Dynamite back live, coast to coast here on TNT. Andrade El Idolo just went for that running knee strike in the corner. Cody able to avoid contact. Maybe the window of opportunity Cody needed. Andrade hits the ropes, nice quick step by Cody. I'm trying to figure out who might have the advantage in the pace quickens. Those questions are going to be answered, apparently. I still think Cody's got the advantage in that the catch is catch can wrestling. But he's, uh, he's a little banged up right now. Cody fighting through the pain with that left knee. A couple weeks ago that Cody slayed the dragon, so to speak. He defeated Malachi Black. Oh, 
Oh, for, but Malachi still one up on it. That's the thing about that. Cody looking for that double underhook. No, don't like the form. That's good. Andre, oh! Back elbow. The back elbow coming off the contact on the foot. No! Boy, barely got up out of that. If barely. Andrade could just have connected more cleanly. He'd have had a knockout win. And that's what I was talking about earlier. Andrade is so dangerous. He's got a counter for everything lined up. He threw the boot. Cody blocked it. Andrade came around the corner with that back elbow. And the boots to Cody. Hard shots, too. Right in the hard area. Cody, the first TNT champ. First time he's ever met Andrade. There's a champion over and over again at Arn Anderson. It's hard to believe these two guys, as great as they both are globally, have not met. Oh, inside out, upside down. There we go. Have never wrestled each other until tonight. So we're seeing the inaugural voyage of these two greats. Cody came out of the corner with the Lariat. And now looking for crossroads. Nope, Andrade. The suplex. He pops the hips. Three amigos. There's two. An homage to the late great Eddie Guerrero. Hear the crowd. Oh, yeah, they're chanting Eddie's name. But Cody knows what's coming. He blocks it. He backs Andrade to the corner, but Cody pays the price. Andrade had a plan for Cody's plan. Yeah, that's called counter wrestling. Nicely done. The third amigo was the worst one. They usually are. You can't trust those <laughs> amigos. Cody, you hear him? Yeah, struggling in that corner. He's in a lot of pain as Cody Rhodes right now. And now the question, I guess, would be, can uh, El Iglo take advantage of this opportunity? Andrade, the double knees in the corner. One for a cover. Is it? Yeah. Could be it. Our leg was hooked. Andrade has always been kind of the quiet man on his promos, on his interviews, but the quiet ones are the most dangerous. And you see Andrade setting his jaw, that look of determination on his face. Hey, during the commercial break, I was checking out Twitter, right? Yeah. Eddie Kingston had something to say on it. Oh, he's okay. going to be uh, in. He's going to be in St. Louis on Saturday. Friday night, live on Rampage. Andrade split-legged moonsault. Cody rolls in. Andrade land on his feet. Oh, back elbow from Andrade rocked Cody. Cody, though. The right, now the left. The left jabs there. Mini hooks. I've seen this before. Flip, flop, and fly, Daddy. If you will. These two great second-generation wrestlers in such a battle here tonight on Friday, that high boot. Oh, that's stunning. Cody's late father, the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, won, a, won the NWA title in this city. Double leg by Andrade. And now Andrade looking for the figure four. And there it is. Perfectly applied. And Cody's a long, long way from the ropes. Cody, his shoulders were down. Paul Turner was checking. Long, long way away. He's, a, he's far east of Eden, I can tell you that. Arn Anderson, you see, coaching him up, said, turn it over. That's the only way he can get out of it. He's too far from the ropes. He's got to turn it. Got to flip it. Got to turn it. There and it Cody is. does. Reversing, putting all that pressure on the knees of Andrade El Idolo. Wrestlers have told me that becomes almost like a, an Indian death lock. 
Oh it, boy, when you when you roll over on the on top, or perhaps I should say, considering I am one, Native American death drop. I know exactly what you're talking about, Jr. And Cody may not be done. Uh oh, look at this. Jose, the assistant of Andrade El Idolo. Arn, take care of some business here, will you? Oh, and bam! Double A with a big left hand. We've seen that left hand a lot of times. And oh, FTR! What the hell? They, they, they were under the ring! And they hit him in the head with the Triple A belt! Cody's out on his feet! He's out! That's how FTR took out Ray Phoenix, and that's how they won those titles! And Andrade! Boy, Andrade's putting Cody right in the middle of the ring. Cody, maybe. Cody is out! And Andrade locks in! Oh, El Idolo! He doesn't even need to hook the leg. He's out. I have no idea if anybody else at FDR was under the ring. Great win, obviously, for Andrade, but can he be proud the way it went down? Andrade coming to that financial agreement with the pinnacle for the services of FTR. Perhaps some even more money changed hands. And here comes Tony Blanchard down to celebrate. And now the PWC, the Pro Wrestling Coalition, is on the air for the most exciting two hours of professional wrestling podcasting in the world. We're going to put butts in seats and ears to the streets. And now, here are your hosts, Jimmy T and Christopher Ams.
everybody. It's Wednesday night. You know what that means. It's time for AEW Dynamite, which also means it's time for the PWC event, the Wednesday Night Skirmish. If you're listening to me, Christopher Rams, that's A-M-B-S, like a lambs with no L or bullshit first thing, first thing in the morning. You're also listening to my regular co-host, Jimmy T. Jimmy, how the fuck's Australia, mate? It's hot and windy, bro. Maybe hot and spicy, even. <laughs> She's getting blown over all over the place while I'm sweating my nuts off, bro. That's what's hot happening down under. Yeah, hot and spicy, bro. And I'm not talking hot about Hot and curry. spicy. Hot and spicy. The other voice that you hear there is our <laughs> special guest. Um, all the way from East LA, it's Homeboy88. Homeboy, thanks for, for joining us again, man. How you doing? Thanks for having me again. The boys are back in town. The boys <laughs> are back in town. <laughs> hey, I love that song, bro. Come I mean, on, yeah, man. hell yeah. That's how well, I feel when I get together with my homeboy. Well, bro, let me just say, since you've been a pretty much a regular, I mean, you might as well be part of us now. I think you're part of the skirmish crew, bro. In saying that, our numbers are going through the roof since you've been on board, dude. So maybe, well, I don't know, we're ranked 95 in the whole cosmos, bro. Oh yeah, the and cosmos? The whole cosmos, and, and we're oh. above Eric Bischoff. And the Greeks. Oh, what do the Greeks say? Hey, What? Did I just say that? I'm getting... <laughs> I fucked up there big time. But anyway... <laughs> cut over that part. But <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Do you think you would, people would notice that, even if, if I edit all this shit out? Do you reckon they will even let's know keep, what the yeah, fuck You know what, let's keep going, man. Alright. <laughs> anyway, that threw me off. But I'm glad to fucking say, homeboy, dude, your show is rated 69, bro. That's not only a great number, but bro, you're 69 in the world, bro. That's like Bill and Ted. 69, dude, <laughs> right? That's pretty fucking cool, man, because, like, uh, I honestly never uh, checked the charts. It's uh, chartable.com if you want to check the charts. And, hey, I sent you guys a message, but I looked at what uh, my highest rank was, and it was motherfucking Jordan's number 23, bro. Yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah. You know what our highest is? 24 in Canada, bro. <laughs> Yo. What's going on there? Canada. Man. Hey. Hey, man, they love me. What can I say? <laughs> it's for yeah. Chris, man. It was definitely for Chris. But get this. Wa- California. This around- yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, sorry, guy. Continue. I was going to say, Chris is walking around town over there in Lake of the Woods just fucking with a PWC shirt promoting the show. That's what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shots fired, bro. I didn't say shit. That no, was- I'm saying that's a good that thing. Was- that's promotion, bro. <laughs> that's Mr. Homeboy Sir. Except so, right now he's wearing a Manny Pacquiao uh, t-shirt, you know what I'm saying? I'm wearing right. a Dunder Mifflin. Manny Pacquiao. Respeto. Ooh, yeah. nice. Uh, now with Filipino. Yeah, because I'm the champion of the world, but uh, Floyd Mayweather, <laughs> he ducked me for about seven years, but uh, my shoulders hurt, but uh, don't sue me. Well, sorry, Manny. I'm just going to say you lost to fucking Jeff Horn, bro. Really? Like, really, bro? <laughs> No, on, but see, no, listen, I, I'm running for president of the Philippines for my, play Philippi- my, my, my Filipino people, but uh, yes. That's good. I like it, bro. 
<laughs> I love the pata. <laughs> That's the best. Sorry, Chris, man. But oh, no, it's fucking Please continue. Great, no, it's great. All right. Well, before we get into the show, let's talk about a little bit of news. Um, obviously, there was another uh, Black Thursday in the WWE. Um, a number of releases. Um, we're going to talk about a few of them because I don't think that a lot of these people matter or should be on television at all. Um, but there's a few of them who do, and I wanted to bring them up specifically. Uh, Karrion Cross, Keith Lee, Mia Yim, uh, Taya Valkyrie, and uh, I guess we can talk a little bit about uh, Nia Jax if you'd like. But those are four, uh, you know, minus Nia Jax. Those are four people who I think could be potentially big signings for anybody. Um, yeah, what did you think when you heard about all these releases, Jimmy? Are you telling me Nia Snacks wouldn't be a big signing? <laughs> what i'm being serious <laughs> yeah she'd be a big sign for subway i guess I don't know. oh shit bro i made it discreet and chris totally <laughs> took it straight done, to the races bro. bro i like it i like it a lot uh, i also saw something uh you know the wwe vince mcmahon he's a real fucking prick sometimes that vince mcmahon he also released <laughs> Somebody from the uh, the from management, yes. For speaking of Brody Lee, this, is this uh, true? Did you guys Brody hear Lee? about this? Yeah, somebody uh, mentioned Brody Lee in the back office, and he got fired. Man, he got released. Oh shit! Well, I gotta look that up now. Interesting. I haven't heard that one. I don't know what dirty sheets you're looking at, homeboy. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's not fucking really, you know, top of shit. Well, I mean, Vince McMahon is an asshole anyway. I mean, you know, go ahead and look that up if you want there, homeboy. But I mean, look at just like Karrion Cross being released, right? The 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 word is that uh, he was released, quote, because he didn't get over. Well, <laughs> when you bring a guy in and you give him a fucking gladiator helmet and you make an <laughs> entrance that, you know, he already had a good entrance. He already had a good gimmick. He had, he had great stuff come already he didn't he didn't tweak it so you turned him into a gladiator you had him and lose his most important match uh then you had him win a nothing match on raw then you had him win one match on main event and you released him because quote he didn't get over you <laughs> fucked up his character you <laughs> fucked up his booking and you're complaining that he didn't get over it's like i'm like me what i want you to do for this podcast is I want you to uh, sound like as gay as possible. Okay, go. And then and then you do a really good job of sounding gay for the whole podcast. And then I go, yeah, I think it was a little too gay, Jimmy. I think we're going to have to let you go. And me and Homeboy are going to do the podcast ourselves now. Oh, that, oh. Am I the third wheel now, Vince am I, Chris? I mean, <laughs> well, that's, that's Vince McMahon. He's a though, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's a little too genius, bro. You know? well, Come on. All I've got to say about this is, but there. <laughs> That's all I got to say, bro, because this shit does not make fucking sense whatsoever. But then again, it does. Look, I think I mentioned this on uh, online. I think you even liked it, Chris. But I think that would be, even though they're making record profits, right? Mm. I do feel they're doing this to make sure they set themselves up just in case of a recession, which I still think will happen worldwide due to COVID, surely. Do you know what I mean? I mean, there's no way we're going to get through this and not be scarred. All right. So even though their shares, I believe right now, are $60 a share, which is huge. I mean, that's great. 
I really do think they're setting themselves up to make sure that they don't feel these effects. I mean, in 2008, they did this. I mean, not the names that they released like they have these days, but they set themselves up and they were fine. You know what I mean? So I just think, you know, there's something along those lines. They're just making sure they're all right. In saying that, that Nick Khan, mate, I'm telling you, man, it's, it's all him, dude. It's all him doing this. He's pulling the strings. I don't know if he's working for TK deep down undercover, but uh, he's doing something. <laughs> oh, <no>. he's, do- <laughs> he's doing something, bro. He's waving his fucking wand, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like WWE's way of looking at this, though, and I feel like Vince sort of tipped his hand at this because, well, you know, when the last round of releases, he basically said, yeah, like, you know, AEW keeps signing all the people we release. Maybe we should release yeah. some more so they can sign them. And what happened? And, Bray Wyatt fucking got released that same fucking day. Yep. And it, it looks oh. like that is – it really does look like that might be the plan. And at this point, like, as somebody who's watching AEW regularly – he might be right that it is going to sink them because like right now they have, I mean, Adam Cole has come back, you know, has come to AEW and it was so, everybody was so happy and, Oh, he's going to be such a huge superstar. He hasn't had a meaningful match since he's been back. Not one, not a single match that's meant anything. So um, why? And the reason why is because there are too many fucking people to fit everybody on this guy, on these goddamn shows. Maybe that's Unless the you're plan. watching dark, and elevation and dark elevation and elevated dark elevation in the elevators. <laughs> whatever the fuck. <laughs> the elevators. Like, going on? It's all about the dark. That's all that matters, homeboy. Unless right? you're watching all that stupid shit, you're not seeing like half of the fucking guys they already have on roster. What happens if they sign a bunch of these guys who just got released from ROH and a bunch of these guys who just got released from the WWE? Where the fuck are they going to put them? Well, you know okay. what? Oh, sorry, homeboy. I just want to quickly say, apparently that shit with Ring of Honor was all bullshit. That really? wasn't true, apparently. Yeah. So you know how we had the reports about them signing all these, all these released Ring of Honor talent. Yeah. Apparently that's not the case. They're not. not sure. gonna, they're not going to end it in December. No, no, they're going to end it. I'm not talking about that. But you know that bunch of wrestlers that got released that apparently Tony Khan and AEW has signed up. Yeah. Well, apparently that he never signed them up. That's all a well, load of uh, baloney, well, like the New Yorkers love to say. Well, he can't because they're under contract, right, Chris? So you can't get somebody that's under contract and sign them. That's you can't well. technically. You couldn't technically sign them to anything no. right now because they're under contract until like the final battle or whatever the fuck that pay per view is. Ring of Honor is a joke, so don't ask me about Ring of Honor. <laughs> but. Um, yeah, they're under contract, so you couldn't technically sign a contract with them. But as mm-hmm. I understand it, uh, Sinclair has given them the green light to go ahead and negotiate for whatever they might do after December. Um, so it's very possible that they could be signed like starting in December 16th or whatever. Um, but apparently that's not the case, and they haven't signed anybody up, which I don't know. I, like. I don't mind if they sign some people up, but then they've got to make some releases too. Like, can we get rid of Marco Stunt? Can we fire Joey Janela? Can we can we never see Orange Cassidy on my TV screen again? Oh man, you know Ugh. what? I gotta say this, Chris. Though people like Orange Cassidy for some reason. Yeah. I've uh, I've talked to wrestling fans that uh, watch AEW, and they've they've told me, "Hey, watch this show because I, I like it. I think you'll like it." Like you, you guys tell me this. 
and one of the guys is Orange Cassidy. I don't fucking get it. We're talking off air about if Orange Cassidy did one of those kicks to Bret Hart, he'd probably <laughs> slap him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> well, he did it to me, right? Which is fucking funny. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, I wanted to go back. Man, I haven't been watching uh, wrestling like uh, religiously since like 2003, okay? But there was one fucking guy that I kept hearing about. So I did tune in to YouTube and some shows. And that was Bray Wyatt. For some reason, for some reason, Bray Wyatt was getting so over that it reached my ears. And I wanted to check him out. Okay. And when I did, I thought it was pretty fucking cool what he was doing. And for them to release that fucking guy and not. What did they do with them, Jimmy and Chris? Like, did they even uh, push him to the point where he could have been great? Or they pushed they? him off they... the cliff, homeboy. That's what they fucking did. <laughs> yeah, they pushed him right into a spear from fifty-two-year-old Goldberg. <laughs> oh my god! I uh, look to be fair, though. To be fair, yeah, they did push him, and yes, he's a multi-time world champion okay. slash universal champion. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of start, stop, and goes, unfortunately, with uh, Bray Wyatt. Even from, you know, his original character, which he's probably conjuring Jim Jones in many ways, do you think, yeah. boys? Yeah. You know, from the south in the swamp, you know, that cult <laughs> fucking shit. That was fucking sick, bro. That you know, caught my body attention. using shit, huh? Yeah, that caught my attention. Man, that was fucking great fucking uh, storytelling, production, everything. That's mm-hmm. what WWE is great at when they want to fucking do shit. You know what I mean? That's why I don't believe this company can be this stupid. Because they when they when they fucking do things right, let's be honest, man, no other company does it better than WB when they feel like doing things right. Yeah, it was pretty dark. Like what I what I tuned into was he had like a some sort of mask coming out. People were lighting their phones or did they have Get candles? The whole world. It's it's it was pretty sick. I was like, this is some crazy shit. And the tune too, man. For WWE, I like this shit, and I liked it, how he wrestled too. He was he's really good, did. man. I still believe, though. You know, a lot of these releases, I truly believe they're going to come back to WWE. I even think Bray Wyatt will actually re-sign with WWE. I don't know why. Oh. I just see that happening, man. If Chris, I was what Tony do you think? Khan, I'd fucking bring out the brain drug, dude. So would I, but why isn't he signed yet? Maybe he doesn't want to sign with AEW. Maybe not. I mean, they probably did pitch the Dark Order to him. He's probably not. (laughs) But (laughs) then. They don't don't work for me, brother. They don't work for me. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I don't speak English, but then. That's what you'd be saying. (laughs) Yeah, no, I think the reaction to that would have been something to the effect of. Um, Abigail tells me that that doesn't work for me, brother. (laughs) (laughs) It's true, man. It's fucking true. There's no fucking way he would have, you know what I'm saying? But it is what it is. But talking about, uh, Mr. Wyatt, the thing that shocks me is Keith Lee. But now me and Jago were doing the blow off just before we're recording the skirmish and Jago gave me some inside information, which is out in public. He's apparently a pain in the fucking, in the backside to deal with in the back. And apparently he likes basking in his glory. Maybe his glory hole. I don't know which glory it is, but apparently he likes basking in his glory. Hence why he also got released. Really? Apparently. And only certain, 
But you know what? That's always been the case for WWE. Fucking, uh, what's his name? Um, Bret Hart's rival. Uh, Shawn Michaels? Shawn Michaels liked to bask in his glory. And I guess yeah, well, what? Well, he loved not... basking in a lot of glory holes. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Hulk Hogan. He liked basking in his fucking glory. But hey, man, the, the old saying Hulk goes, this business is a fucking business full of sharks, man. And the, mm-hmm. po- the politics that come with it is part of the game. No one played it better than Hulk Hogan. And in many ways, Ultimate Warrior played it pretty well because Stone where Cold he ended up. Well, Fuck yeah, he, even he said it, dude. Stone Cold took his fucking ball and went home too. Yeah, I mean, but that's I'm, right. That's right. Because it didn't work name for him, me, brother. Name me a wrestler <laughs> who has made a shit ton of money. Name me a wrestler who has made a shit ton of money that who didn't have a big fucking ego. Bret yeah. Hart was a guy who would work oh. with everybody. He he gave of himself. He would he 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 trained in the locker room with the other guys. He talked to people. He gave advice. He'd give you you know a good ten minute match and get your stuff over. Right. I mean, one two three kid never happens without Bret Hart. I'm sorry, doesn't happen. Sean Waltman is nobody without Bret giving him that rub. Um, and there's a couple of guys like that. I mean, famously, Tom McGee was a useless professional wrestler, and Vince thought he had his next superstar because Bret Hart pulled a four-star match out of him like this is a guy who was great but still like there's a little bit something to the idea that bret hart was a little bit in love with himself oh like, come on oh, Chris. Yeah. come <laughs> on come on Chris, <laughs> hell yeah Chris, yeah i know hey i'm a bret hart fan so is jimmy i mean you're the biggest bret hart fan but chris i mean <laughs> he just real quick on bret hart and the montreal screw job he didn't want to work with Vince McMahon, Shawn Michaels in the finish, he fucking pushed it to the final day, Chris. Not just well, that, though, was, homeboy. He did have creative control in his contract. If you contract, have creative though. control in your oh. contract, you're allowed to say, no, that doesn't work for me, brother, which is exactly <laughs> how Hulk Hogan won the world title at WrestleMania 9. Oh, that was like, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. What a black eye, right? It's also, how he, was able to, yeah. it's also how he was able to rebook the finish with Sting at Starcade. It's, all how, it's also how he was able to rebook the program with Shawn Michaels when he came back. Right. So yeah. if you sign a guy and you say, okay, you've got creative control, then you can't be shocked when he's like, look, this one thing – the one thing that you're asking me to do, I won't do. I'll do anything else. You want me to drop the belt to Sean in in, in Detroit mm-hmm. a week before? I'll do it. You want me to drop the belt in Survivor Series to Ken Shamrock or Steve Austin or The Undertaker? I'll do it. I'm not doing it in Montreal to with Sean. Oh, I'm just I not doing you. it. He had creative control. He had creative control all the way up till the till the end of his contract. Right. He was willing to go through a schmoz and have somebody take the belt off of him the next night. He was willing to do all that stuff. Mm-hmm. He just wasn't willing to do the exact thing that he was asked to do. And he had fucking creative control. And that's not his fault. That's Vince's fault for giving him creative control. Don't if, fucking sign that contract that's if you it. can't live with it, Vince. That's right. So that it was in his right to do whatever the fuck he wanted to do. Because that creative control was in his last 30 days of his contract. And he already had signed a contract with Brett that he, that he, that Brett allowed him to get out of. They signed a 20 year contract with Brett Hart. It was signed. And when when Vince came and said, Oh, we don't have enough money, you know, (laughs) see if you can get your contract back. Brett could have just looked at him and been like, No, thanks. I'll just collect my money. I'm I'm a contracted talent. You can't, you can't break my contract. In saying that, you can't. 
You well, can't at that point. Well, no, you could now, but it's different now release. the way that they sign contracts. Yeah, right. but you couldn't back then. Those contracts guaranteed back in the then. 90s was guaranteed contracts. He had guaranteed money for 20 years. Vince came and said, hey, can we get out of this? And Brett said, okay, I'll work with you. And then, you know, it was, okay, well, we want we, we need to take the belt off you. Okay, I'll work with you. You know, but not that one thing. You're asking me to do one thing that I can't do. I'll do anything else you want. So a lot of patience for Vince McMahon and his excuses. Yeah, it's true, man. It's true. And the, the fact that people think it's a, even a work blows my mind because this shit was no work. I know it was convenient that beyond, uh, what's it called? The Wrestling with Shadows crew were there. It was, yeah. you know, it all came together perfectly, <laughs> right? Yeah. And it does look a bit weird and suspect in many ways, but no, it was legit I mean, just the way everything worked out. Honestly, man, I never got the the severity of it. It's not like they shot the motherfucker. They just, <laughs> they just, well, you know, look what they did, did the to his finish. Brother. Yeah, they fucked him over on the finish and took the belt. But to be honest, what really was so bad about it, Chris? Could you explain honestly? Anything? The the worst thing about the screw job was how yeah. WCW handled him when he left. Oh, because yeah. for sure, the screw job for actually sure. made him a bigger deal. I, know. I mean, he went into WCW. Yeah. He could have been the absolute biggest baby face who have ever existed in pro wrestling at that moment. And uh, Eric Bischoff is not an intelligent man, as far as I'm concerned. I hey, just... Eric Bischoff, I have a message for you. Hey, go fuck yourself. <laughs> go fuck yourself, Eric. Easy E. Seriously, dude. My ass. You ruined WCW, <laughs> man. You fucking ruined it. Nah, nah. Look, to be I fair, mean, Bischoff put it, it on up? mainstream, dude. Worldwide. Worldwide. Everyone was going yeah, crazy over WCW. Especially in Australia, dude. Well, Motherfucker. Yeah, he had one good idea. He had one good idea that he stole from Japan. Congratulations, yeah. Eric. Hey. That's true, too. That's fucking true. But guess what, Chris? Fucking Bret Hart fucking stole the sharpshooter from Japan as well, bro. It is what it is. You know what I mean? Nope. Never happened. It was absolutely <laughs> developed in the dungeon. Uh... <laughs> hey, man. Japan, let's be honest. Japan is the forefront for many things, bro, when it comes to professional wrestling. A la the go to sleep. <laughs> I mean, even well, that. And a number of other things. Anyway, speaking about great <laughs> Japanese wrestling and Canadian heroes, let's have a, let's get into the show here because we're starting off with a match between the world champion Kenny Omega, a Japanese superstar, and a Canadian hero. Go ahead, Jimmy. I just want to say, can we actually start this at the break because we've only got two minutes? So we'll get into the show, Pete. Hey, this is Homeboy 88 of the Homeboy 88 podcast and good friend of the Pro Wrestling Coalition Network the pwc check out my podcast where all the podcasts are available the homeboy 88 podcast thank you all right well speaking of uh japanese wrestling and uh canadian heroes um kenny omega starts us off for the night here um so during the entrance i kind of like the fact that the um the commentators talked about John uh, Moxley and, uh, you know, just basically said, you know, our, our thoughts and prayers are with John Moxley and his family right now. He's going through a difficult time. No, I liked it. I, I don't like the fact that the WWE completely ignores this kind of stuff when it happens. So, yeah, I was all right with it. The only thing is, it sounds like he died. Yeah, a little bit. You know I mean, he's just going to rehab for alcohol, people. Relax. Oh. You know what I mean? <laughs> for alcohol. But you know John what's Moxley? cool, man? Yeah, John Moxley, Yanni yeah. Moxley. 
Yeah. <laughs> he's literally gone. It would be Juan in Spanish. Well, in but... this case, but if it was Greek, it'd be Yanni. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yanni like, Moxley. I'm not trying to talk shit, but fucking looking at the guy, he kind of looked kind of dirty. Oh, like a redneck, that. like a real white dude. Is okay, that what you're trying to say, bro? I didn't say all that. Don't put words in my mouth. <laughs> I said oh, that, yeah, man. He kind of he did look like an alcoholic that beats the shit out of people. I don't well, know. Well, here in Australia, homeboy, right? We call those type of people bogans. Yeah? Yeah? Yeah, we call those types <laughs> bogans, bro. Like, because I'm considered a wog, like an ethnic dude, even though I'm born here. Okay. Right? It's like saying yeah. fucking speak for you, bro. You know what I'm saying? Oh, man. So, oh, okay. Yeah, so I'm fucking wow. a wog, basically, right? A greasy fucking wog, right? Which is like saying the N-word, but we say it amongst each other, but not like it's it's bad if a real white fucking motherfucker says it, This guy's it, right? fucking just digging himself in. I don't like, whenever I call, whenever I call Jimmy a wog, it's considered bad in Australia, but I really don't But he's care. all good, but he's got wog no, in him. No. He's all right. He's got German in him, and, uh, you know, even Irish is a bit woggish. For your real white types, you know what I'm saying? Because you know what I mean. Not really. Irish is kind of different to like yeah. the English, okay, for example. Okay, Jimmy. Oh, like anyway, my point was my point from Japan and Nip. It's kind of like calling a fucking uh, guy from India Haji. This motherfucker <laughs> over here. But there was you know a point saying? to my fucking madness, dude, which I totally forgot my point now. Fucking. <laughs> All right. Anyway, Kenny Omega. What was my point? Us off. <laughs> Jesus, we're gonna get yeah. fucking banned. <laughs> what were we talking about, man? Before that, uh, yeah. All right, we're moving on. Kenny Damn Omega <laughs> uh, takes on number five of the Dark Order, and oh. you know, um, okay, I I'm not gonna go over this whole match because it absolutely pissed me off. Now, here's the thing: these guys actually had a nice little match. I mean, both guys when? got their shine in. Uh, no, no, no. Like when was their first match, Chris? Because I don't recall their first match. Absolutely nobody fucking knows unless they watch <laughs> Elevation and Dark. Oh, was dark it on elevation. that? The Dark Elevation of the Elevator and whatever the fuck. Like, Join the Dark Order you... back in the Elevation of the Dark? Yeah, um, the Darkness. Um, darky okay, Darkness. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> darky Just Darkness. Just bad. Hello, Darkness, my old <laughs> fuck friend. Fuck your couch. <laughs> <laughs> the Darkness, brothers. <laughs> Oh, God. Well, that's okay. what I'm of. I mean, Okay, on. so they had a good match here. Um, I'm not going to say that the match wasn't a good match. It was a good match. It was it competitive. Was. It was back and forth. Um, here's the thing, though. Uh, homeboy, yeah. is two weeks before the main event of a big pay-per-view the time to have your world champion struggling for almost 20 minutes to defeat someone who I have literally never seen wrestle before? <laughs> Neither have I. I've never heard of this guy. Five of the Dark Order. Who the fuck is he's, this guy? His name is Angel something. Okay. I have heard of Kenny Omega. He's a big deal. Uh, oh. From that video game that uh, I want to get to play you. Um, mm -hmm. Fire Pro Wrestling. Oh, yeah. He's in, yeah, he's in that. Oh, yeah, he I, mean, I, yeah. I mean, like I said, not really in touch with wrestling, but I know who Kenny Omega is. Fucking his name's everywhere. Or you know he's numero uno in professional wrestling, according to the Pro Wrestling Illustrated magazine, bro. Yeah, what's that guy's name? Melter. Yeah, Schmelzer Melter. Yeah, with, Dave Melter. Really high on this guy. Yeah, so, very high, if you know what I'm saying, bro. Yeah, awesome. His nose is to... all up in there. <laughs> oh, and his tongue. Awesome <laughs> match to start off the show with, though, Kenny Omega. But versus right. this guy, and like Chris, Chris is saying, selling to this guy for 15 minutes. I don't know. Would Bret Hart fucking sell to like the Repo Man for fifteen minutes? Did they even fucking chance. wrestle? 
Repo, repo, man. Remember the song? I'm going to steal your hubcap. And he laughs as well. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but anyway, back to the fucking business at hand, right? I could have done see my little hip-hop fucking reference there. Oh, shit. But, but anyway, did you guys even click onto it? Maybe not. <laughs> Of course, but 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 anyway, but anyway, back to that. Yeah, you're probably right. Bret Hart probably wouldn't fucking job to this motherfucker. But then again, if it was a dark match, no pun intended, right? Maybe he'd do it. You'd get a McGee out of him. But apparently, Kenny wrestled this guy once before. I never knew. I didn't even know this guy was part of the Dark Order in the first place. <laughs> I've never seen him. But it was a good match. It was a good match. But not for your world champion, absolutely struggling against a fucking jobber named. Five. Like, it took him 20 minutes to beat this fucking guy. How's he going to even compete against Hangman? He's going to get hanged, bro. According to that <laughs> match. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, seriously. Yeah. Anyway, booking aside, it was a fine match. Like I said, it's the wrong match, though. Like, Kenny should have came in here. This should, you know, if, if you want to be really giving to this guy, to this five dude, um, you tell him that he's allowed to hit three moves in the match, and after that, Kenny's going to hit him with the one-winged angel and pin him. That's it. That's, well, that's how I'm you surprised Kenny match. gave him so much in the first place, man, and he didn't even beat him with the one-winged angel. It was all V-triggers. Yeah, but him. how many did it take? How many fucking V-triggers did he have to hit on <laughs> five? Eight. Was it five? <laughs> man, I was losing count. Anyway, it was five too much. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's silly, bro. Yeah, it is. It's silly. Like, The Undertaker doesn't take more than one choke slam to beat the fucking Repo Man. Like, that's it. <laughs> it's true, man. Or Barry but he, Horowitz. But all bullshit aside, <laughs> you're Barry Horowitz. It'll be one yeah. second. Could you imagine <laughs> fucking Hogan going in against Barry Horowitz and struggling against them? Give it a Don't work for me, brother. <laughs> hey, you know what? That doesn't work for me, brother. Hey, Vince. That fucking guy is a fucking idiot. I'm going to tell you, Barry Horowitz, he pats the tough on the fucking back, brother. He was a jobber and a half, brother. But then you know what? You got to put him in a fucking suit now. Now he has a fucking handprint, brother. And he's going around selling his picture for $50 a pop. Go fuck yourself, Barry Horowitz. Well, who was the biggest jobber? The genius or Barry Horowitz? The biggest jobber? The biggest job jobber. Or... Not genius. The Brooklyn he's Brawler, bro. The Brooklyn Brawler. He was the biggest star, Brawler. I think, as a jobber. In many ways. Those, are, those guys are fun jobbers, though. Yeah, yeah fuck. know their name. Yeah. They weren't actually... They had substance to them, dude. Yes. You know I'm saying they weren't just it. nobodies. They actually made a name for themselves losing. I have a question for both of you, okay? It can never go back this way. What do you think about this, guys? Back in the days, in the 80s, especially in the 80s, the big superstars, like on Saturday or Sunday, they would wrestle these jobbers and have these squash matches to look good. Mr. Right. Perfect did it. Everybody did it. Then when the pay-per-view came around or something big like Saturday Night's Main Event. It was event, more Saturday Night's Main Event. That's what started. It was, uh, it was a treat, right? Yep. It was the British Bulldogs or the Heart Foundation versus these jobbers. Yeah, and man. then when they got together on Saturday, oh, shit. Yeah, it was like the Is that better, game. or do you like this better now, where it's two big names all the time? 
Who wants to go first? You or... Well, I don't mind the hybrid. I, like, I don't mind something that's a little bit in between. Mm -hmm. um, like, I'm okay with Omega coming out here and not just destroying five. I mean, that's mm -hmm. what I think should be the proper yeah. booking. But I'm okay with him saying, all right, let's give it five minutes. You know, I'll give you a couple of really good hope spots. You know, we'll try to sell the people on you, maybe getting one up on me or whatever. But, like, five minutes, and then I'm going to hit you with the fucking V-trigger. You're going to stay down. Not, like, not a guy who I've literally never seen work before kicking out of three signature moves from your world champion two weeks before a major pay-per-view main event. Yeah. No, this is stupid. It's like if somebody it's, it's literally like if, if like if you had Hulk Hogan struggling like a motherfucker to beat Bar Barry Horowitz <laughs> two weeks before WrestleMania six, like don't do that. Or WrestleMania three. That would look really bad. Like, that really would look bad. fucking stupid, right? Mm -hmm. So, no. Like, I'm okay with something somewhere in the middle. I like the squash matches, personally. But, I mean, I understand that they're trying to also build some guys, too, right? But people in wrestling need to remember that there's a time and a place for you. And sometimes your time and place is a minute and a half and on your fucking back. That's <laughs> that's your time and place. Because yeah, isn't, isn't it supposed to represent a real fight? Right, it's supposed well, simulating it's not, a real well, fight. We all, well, we all know that it's professional wrestling, but it's supposed to be. It should look like a real contest. It yeah. should look like a real contest, and you know, there's fight. levels in boxing, there's levels in MMA. Right. If you got if you got a guy in a high level in MMA versus a lower level in MMA, he's gonna whoop his ass. CM Punk's a great example. Oh, you made my mind. He was never gonna be anything in <laughs> in the UFC. Right. Right. Uh, fucking so, Phil Brooks. Could you imagine CM Punk getting um like doing good against Kamaru Usman for about ten oh, minutes? It's yeah. Not <laughs> ten it's minutes. not gonna happen. One man. second, brother. <laughs> It'll be ding boom gone. That's it. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Phil will be in Happy Land after that, all right. You oh, know what man. I mean? I'm telling you, he'd be seeing fucking stuff. He'd be dead from a punch from Uzman. Are you kidding me, bro? So that's what they he'd should kind of try to do now, right? And, and levels. Right, but yeah. the thing about professional wrestling, I think the the reason why we have what we have now is all because of the Monday Night Wars. Make no mistake about it. If the Monday Night Wars didn't happen, I still think we'll still have your shows like Wrestling Challenge. Remember that? Yeah. Superstars of wrestling. You know what I mean? Okay. You know Tuesday Night Titans, whatever the fuck you want to say, right? <laughs> we yeah, will Nitro hot shot it a lot. Absolutely did. You know what I mean? But in saying that, we wouldn't know any better. We'd have mm -hmm. our, you know, your jobber matches, your squash matches, and then we'll get to Saturday Night's main event or a pay per view. You guys we'll remember any better? You guys remember primetime wrestling with Bobby? Abs Heenan and hell Bill yeah! Primetime wrestling was on Monday nights on USA, mm -hmm. right? 8 p.m. right before Raw even was a thing. Hey, hey, gorilla, gorilla, check this out, and then he would get his wrestler and knock. Will you stop, brain? Yeah. <laughs> Will you stop? <laughs> Will you be serious for a minute? <laughs> like oh. as well. It sounds like Lance Storm now that I just said that, but he did used to say that too. Mm -hmm. I can be uh, serious for a minute. <laughs> Shout out to fucking Stormy. <laughs> like a true Aussie, the way I say Stormy. Lance, you're a, you're a weird fucking liberal dude, but I love you. <laughs> he's a weird cat, no, no doubt about it. But he's a good guy, man. He's a top fucking wrestler, and I don't care what anyone says. That motherfucker had charisma. And one of the best trainers in wrestling, I... The fact that he's not doing it right now is a sad reality it. for professional wrestling. Well, he quit because of signing with WWE, and look what happened to that. 
Yeah. Lots of fun. Um, anyway, Omega uh, wins the match with a couple of V-triggers. He goes to give the one-winged angel to Angel, um, or five, or whatever the fuck his name is, uh, on the chair. But uh, Hangman comes out and makes a save. Omega ducks a buckshot. Uh, Page grabs the title, holds it up. He says, hey, Kenny, I think you forgot something. Don't worry, I'll give it back to you. You better hold on tight. You got 10 days. And uh, it was simple. It was understated. I think that works well for Hangman. When he Absolutely. goes on 15 minutes soliloquies, it doesn't work. I think his best promos are quick, understated, to the point, I'm going to whoop your ass, cowboy shit. That's it. And, and it worked out well. It was good. But you know what, Chris? I don't know if Hangman's going to win, dude. I don't... I really... Like, where do you go? Even if he does win at full gear, right? Mm-hmm. What then? I think that whoever wins the tournament really, really, you know, shows you who's going to win the match. Because if Miro beats Danielson, then obviously you're not, but, but then obviously you're going to go with Miro and Hangman. You're not going to go two heels in the, in the next main event, right? You're not going to go with Miro and Omega. They're both heels. They're both bad guys. And you're not going to go. (laughs) Yeah. Well, (laughs) I agree, but I still think that you have to follow certain formulas like, as much as they want to get away from the formulaic stuff, you still have to follow some. You can't have, you know, you're not going to get the same reaction for a Joker versus Two-Face comic as you are for Batman versus Two-Face. Like, people want to see the good guy and the bad guy face off. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think it I think it all depends on who wins the tournament, who's going to win. I'm hoping to see Hangman, um, mostly because I'm going to be there live, and I hope I can see something really cool happen, like a title switch. Right. Um, but whatever happens, happens here. Well, I'm happy to announce, actually, Chris. You know who's going to be there that night in Minnesota? Who's that? Our boy Michael Davis. Oh, is he really? Jack cool. Black. Yeah, he's going to be there. And I told him, because he was interacting on the blow-off. Um, I said... Yeah, a track black, not brown. Black. Don't get it. Don't get it confused with brown. This is black. He's also part of the hustle as well, and he's got his own thing going. And he's part of That's the PwC dude. network. Great dude. Oh, okay. Yeah. Point is, uh, he's gonna be there, and I told him to give you a little present if he sees you. Give you a little like one of these ones, bro. Like a spaiata. A spaiata, <laughs> like homeboy said. <laughs> but you know, one of these ones, bro. Like a. <laughs> Yeah, let me just say his arms are too yeah. short to box with God. Oh, um, shots. Like a T-Rex, bro. <laughs> Hear that, Davis? Got those T-Rex pulling you out, bro. Nah, but if you see him, track Black, love you, buddy. If you if if we if we if we hook up or whatever out there, I'll I'll buy you a drink. Um yeah, but moving on here, we go to a promo backstage. Alistair Black um, I liked this. I really liked this promo. He, he, it's a cryptic kind of message. He talks a little bit about, you know, power and how power works. You know, you, you know, you won the match, Cody, but I'm really winning this war because power resides where blah, blah, blah. Right. He says, and I like this line, but it turned out to be shit and just nothing uh, at the end. He, he talks about it, you know, uh, when they killed Caesar, it wasn't just Marcus. Um, which, you know, brings to mind the famous line, a tu Brute, um, which was, you know, Brute was the son of Caesar, right? It was the son of Caesar who stabbed him in the back along with the conspirators, right? So Mm -hmm. to me, this, this sets up that someone in Cody's circle is going to 
uh, betray him, and then that just never happens tonight. So I, I don't know. Uh, maybe they're see. maybe they're setting it up for Arn Anderson to do something at a later date. But come on, Chris. Since when has an Anderson ever been with the Rhodes? Yeah, and uh, and not been with Tully, who's on the exactly. other side. Exactly. So. Come on, bro. It's it's <laughs> there for all of us to see. I've even said that from the start. There's no way this shit's gonna work. It can't work because Rhodes and the Horsemen just don't mix. All right, let's be real. Why does it mix now? If we want to go by storyline and you know storyline that's got history, big time. Let's fucking keep it real, fellas, man. I guarantee you, they broke his fucking leg, bro, back in the NWA. Yeah. I guarantee he's going to turn on Cody. He has to, man. The fact that he... Anyway, we'll get to that. I don't even want to say it yet, but we'll get to it. I truly believe he will turn on him. But I'm confused, Chris. I'm confused with all this shit, too. With what's going on. With Alistair Black, Andrade, Lucha Brothers, Pac. What the fuck is going... Like, it's just a mix, wash and wash, wash... Mix. I don't know what the fuck this shit is, bro. It's like absolutely everybody (laughs) in the fucking company is involved. And... (laughs) Yeah. I don't but know. They're just doing it... everything they can to make sure that Cody doesn't turn heel, and everybody already hates Cody. So, you know what? To be fair, he didn't get booted out of the building like usual, though, dude. This time, yeah, Andrade got his heat, which is good. Um, anyway, uh, back from break, cult of personality hits, still gets a big pop. Uh, Punk comes out dressed in a shirt and jeans. Uh, he gets a Moxley chant going, which is fine. Um, again, he does, or the crowd, the crowd just starts chanting. No, I so he, you, you know how, you know how sometimes like a heel can, for instance, come out and say like, you know, I, you know, the reason why I turned on you is because I've come out here and all I've ever heard is die, Rocky, die, <laughs> die, Rocky, die. And then the crowd starts chanting along because he led oh, them into Rocky, it, die. right? <laughs> oh so, yeah. Punk leads the crowd into a Moxley chant, oh, basically okay, saying, okay. you know, I appreciate the, the chant, but who really needs the, you know, the support right now? You know, is Mox, and then you know Moxley, oh, Moxley, yeah, Moxley, yeah. right? So he led them in. Um, yeah, he says that people should ask for help when they need it. Uh, this is all correct, by the way. Like everything that they're doing is right. You know, if you mm-hmm. if you're struggling with alcoholism and drugs and stuff like that, please go get help. Um, it's worth it to ask for help, even though it may be, you know, uh, embarrassing or whatever. Uh, you want to get away from this stuff because it's no good for you. Um, Punk switches to Kingston uh, and basically just says. Um, I'll see him this week in St. Louis. So that was about it. He came out and showed some support for Moxley and then said he wants to see Kingston next week, which I'm not sure why they couldn't have just done this in a 20 second promo backstage. Well, but, apparently he um, wasn't there, but I, what I, but you're right. There was no need for him to come out. They're just using him to come out because <laughs> it's CM Punk. That's what he does. It's fucking bullshit story time. We see him Punk every week on Dynamite Is this while he wrestles recipe? on Rampage. Sorry? Is this the recipe? He comes out, he gets a yeah. fucking pop, Same old and shit. then he goes, next week I'm going to wrestle this guy. No, yeah, but only on Rampage he seems to wrestle. Like, Rampage is the okay. show where he wrestles, generally, right? Yeah. And Dynamite is where he does his bullshit promos, right? But By the he... way, guys. Yes. I'm going to put this out there on your show. I'm going to get to work on it. The Cult of Personality, I'm going to make the song. Uh, Wrestling Terminology. Oh, God. <laughs> I know I'm you ain't good. Like, like, <laughs> exactly. Right? All the fucking terms, dude. Yeah. Wrestling terminology, dude. So no, now that I put funny. it out there, I got to do it. I got to fucking do it. And I'll give you the, the audio. 
But it's like, I know your anger. I know your moveset. I now get my heat. Wrestling terminology. Oh, you a heel. I love the wrestling terminology. Yeah, I don't know. Good stuff. Do you know kayfabe? Do you know heel? You know do you know what baby face for real? <laughs> oh shit! We, we're the busted top of the right dome, now, bro. That's it. We're busting it right now. That because you know why, homeboy? Because yeah. that's wrestling terminology. Alrighty, Miro is Lots backstage. Uh, apparently he's taking Moxley's uh, spot in the tournament. Um, I like that, by the way. Punk talked about how he could have replaced Mox. I don't think that they've given enough time to have a Punk versus Danielson match. No, um, no way. But Danielson no. and Miro, I think that that's a good that's yeah, a good because match. It's recent it's history. Cold. It's recent yeah. history. Also, I want to say one thing about Moxley. Jago's got his book right, and he read a little. <laughs> You know, a little bit from the book. Man, this guy is funny, what he says in the book about fucking Renee Paquette, a.k.a. Renee Young, after being fucked off his head and fucking her all night. He literally says this in his book. I was like, what the fuck? I can't, like, hear this shit about Renee Young, dude, or Renee Paquette, whatever you want to call her. I mean, her show is called Oral Sessions. I know. She's, yeah, look, she's not as innocent as she proclaims to be, but it's just weird because she's (laughs) portrayed sort of innocent. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like weird, but yeah, apparently his book is a fucking, is a, is a hit, man. So I'm actually real curious to read it, man. I can't wait to actually read it. Right on. Yeah. So homeboy, do you remember when, uh, when the brood debuted in, in WWE? Um, I think so. Yeah, Gangrel and uh, Edge and Christian. Edge and Christian. Yeah. Right, right. So the first one of them to get a championship in the WWE was actually Christian, which was like mm. his third or fourth week in. He won the WWE Light Heavyweight Championship. Um, yeah, because because <laughs> he's a smaller dude, uh, right. which. Super made me laugh because we come back from break. The elite are backstage giving an interview and Christian walks up and Christian is about a foot taller than every single one of these motherfuckers. So the former light heavyweight champion of the WWF is a foot taller and probably a (laughs) hundred pounds heavier than every single one of these dudes who were supposed to take serious as potential main eventers. Wrong. Um, Luchasaurus is on the other side of them. Uh, Luchasaurus is only a couple inches taller than Christian. I did not like how they shot this. They needed to do it so that Luchasaurus looks bigger. Um, there's a backstage brawl. Everybody's just kind of everywhere, hitting everybody. Um, Jungle Boy comes out of nowhere at one point to even the odds. They brawl on the stage. And Christian ends it by giving a concerto to Adam Cole. Baby. So, who's the heels and who's the baby faces here? Oh. I, I didn't know baby faces were capable of doing this shit. To heels hmm. not, not, in, not cold like not cold it's okay if you know like if bret hart has been beating you know steve austin's leg every week for the last number of weeks and he's you know injured steve austin's knee and almost taken him out of you know competition and really been just like you know cheap shotting and low blowing and doing all this stuff if you know at that point if steve comes out with a chair and whacks brett we all go yeah <laughs> right because it's about fucking time but when you've got a cold, like 
this is nothing. This is this is a joke feud. It's it's funny, haha. And you do a fucking concerto. How are you the fucking face? Like, yeah, this is weird shit. Once again, look, man, this is what I think is going to happen. I think we spoke about this on Uncaged, you know, a review on Rampage, where you can find it on the Hamin Media Network. And uh, I just want to say that. I mean, this doesn't make sense. Like, how do you, like, why are the baby faces, and we're talking about straight up baby faces doing this? I still think Christian Cage is going to end up turning on fucking Jurassic Park Express, wherever the fuck they are. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Right. At Jerk Full Classic Gear. Express. That's it. Jerk Classic. <laughs> Jerk Classic. And, and by the <laughs> way, Luchasaurus to me, when I hear that name, Luchasaurus? It sounds like he. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, Luchasaurus sounds like a huge dude. Like he should be a huge dude. He's think huge. about Luchasaurus. He should right? be about seven feet tall. Seven yeah, feet tall. When I, he's about when six, I hear two, that six three. And didn't you say that they had trouble lifting him up the other week or something? Yeah, the entire elite <laughs> uh, basically fell over when they tried to lift him up, and he's about six three. And legitimately, probably about 250, 260. He's not that big. He is okay, not that big. He's AEW said, big, though. This yeah, he's AEW. That, yeah, when yeah. you said that, and I go, they had trouble lifting. I go, wow, this motherfucker might be seven feet tall, huge. I want to check it out. No? <laughs> no. Look, he, he's got a great body. You know what I mean? He's got good size proportion for his height, yeah. which makes him, the perception makes him look bigger. But what I want to know is about Luchasaurus. Who's he eating all the time, man? What's with all the green shit all over him? Is that fucking dinosaur fucking jizz or what the fuck oh, is that shit, man? That what's with all the green? Down, bro. Yeah, but what's up with that shit, man? Why is it all green in his mouth? Did you say the great puta? What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, you gotta respect the great puta. I know you. I know you give sh- shit to Japanese wrestlers. Oh right? no, man! I'm a fucking huge fan of the great muta. But, but the great but the great puta great, is the bro. best. Oh man, yeah. How did we not think of this shit a long time ago? The great puta. That's got to be. I'm on, because I'm on and I'm Mexican, so you see, that I would get it. But I know, but I never thought of that shit. It was so simple, like the great puta. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? That's got to be your alter ego, homeboy, bro. What a list. No, no, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but you're spraying no, not just mist. Homeboy's got shit. enough alter egos. He doesn't need another one. And just for the record, I am not Iron Patriot, ladies and gentlemen. What? Who? <laughs> Who's that? Yeah, no, what are you talking about? Kay Fave. What are you talking about, bro? Kay Fabra. Kay Fabra. Anyway, Chris, after the great puta fucking moment, let's move on. All right. All right. Moving on here. We've got Kalisto, who's not Kalisto anymore, and Aerostar <laughs> taking on FDR for the AAA tag titles. Uh, what's Kalisto's name again? Uh, wait. It is fucking, I forgot. Uh, Samurai del Sol oh, yes, or yes. something like that? Sumurai. Sumurai. Not Samurai like Japan. It's Sumurai de la Sol. The, the light... Like the, the, the ray of light or some shit. De la Sol? The sun, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. De la Sol. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ray de of light sun. or some shit. Yeah. Isn't that what it means? Yeah. And Aerostar, it should be called the botch star. 
That motherfucker. Oh my god. <laughs> he was punching oh, all over the fucking ring, bro. Everywhere. This fucking match, dude. I like at one point I legit he did that dive out of the ring where he also sort of flipped forward. Oh, I legit man. thought, oh my god, did he just break his fucking neck? <laughs> I was happy. Shocking. I I like literally like breathe. I I exhaled when he got up because I was like, oh thank fucking god, this idiot. <sighs> And then there was Ever a bunch of what a there was a bunch of fucking miscommunication, man. At one point they did a double team move, and then Arrow star pinned, and literally Kalisto, like you see him, like literally like grab him by the legs and shove yeah, him off. Yeah, like, Get the fuck yeah. out of here! I'm legal. I mean, that, that's just bad. Look, yeah. man, um, Kalisto FTR was wins. good in this match, Thank God though. They did. Hey, can I ask you boys something? Homeboy, are you a fan of Coast to Coast AM? Yes, I am. Do you remember the original fucking? Uh, it still is the theme song. You know the do 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 do. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. Wasn't that the Midnight Express's fucking song too? It might have been. It's like a eighties ish. Yeah, yeah. Well, FTR song. is using that fucking song, a remix version, as their theme. <laughs> it is the funniest <laughs> shit you right? ever hear. You gotta hear it, bro. It is fucking funny, man. But that's what they were using, man. They have a tendency to switch between things lately, eh? Where like they're, they're coming out like the one the one week they came out with uh, tights that very much looked like Scott Hall, you know, as the outsiders. In WF for life, you know. And it, I mean, just get your own fucking thing. This whole What's wrong with paying these guys, tribute man? thing. I I don't know. The whole paying tribute thing was funny. Like one I'm time, being a bunch of marks, fellas. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, like Mizdow was about the only guy that I would allow to get away with this shit. Absolutely. If you want me to take you serious, you got to be serious. Shout out to Aaron Stevens. He's, you can also find on how many media groups. Uh, man, he was oh, money, dude. We got somebody right here. <laughs> That's what it is. Hello, everybody. This is George <laughs> Nori for Coast to Coast AM. What are we talking about? Aliens and aliens probing you, right, Jimmy T? <laughs> we got Christopher Ams on hold right now. We're going to take this call. This is George Nori for Coast to Coast. <laughs> you should have done uh, fucking, uh, what's his name? Uh, from Vegas, bro. Not, not our bell. Fucking, oh, my God. I forgot his name, bro. He's the news guy from Vegas, bro. What's his name again? I don't know. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about, bro. He's one of the most famous dudes. But that was the theme they remixed. That right there, yeah. the homeboy played, was indeed the theme they remixed, man. To a T. To a T. In Sweet. fact, before we go to a break, <laughs> I know you don't care, but let's go to a break as we continue to talk about this. But I'm going to end. Jimmy Crackcorn. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> no. Well, as we go to a break, though, I'm going to play the song. That was FTR song as we're going into the break. All right, fellas. That's all right. But, hey, but before we go into the break, be sure to take your silver tablets for your house. Here's George Noe, coast to coast. <laughs> Live, coming straight out of Chiraco. Chris doesn't know who the hell coast to coast is. Uh, no, George man, Noy or our bell. Shit, man. Bro, the most legendary. It's our bell made a legendary, Chris. I'm telling yeah, you, bro. Three in the morning. All right, we've got seven minutes. Can we please go through <laughs> this fucking inner circle shit? Because I don't want to spend any more time than that on this. 
Oh, I know. I get for it. Oh, okay, the inner circle come out. They want to know who they'll be, who they'll be facing in Minneapolis for, at Full Gear. Lambert comes out. He intros everybody from the American Top Team. Tells everybody who everybody is, including Junior Dos Santos and Andre Arlovsky, two former UFC heavyweight champions. Um, so you already know, as they're going through all of this nonsense, that it's going to be the men of the year, Junior Arlovsky and Lambert. There's no other people in this that it makes any sense. They teased at one point that it was going to be Paige Van Zandt, and she said, and I quote, I could take all five of you at <laughs> once. Oh, I love that, man. God. I love that, man. She looked fucking like, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, and you knew that Jericho was going to react the way he did. It was like, That was obvious, yeah. Okay. Uh, she's good on the mic, dude. I liked it. Listen, Paige Van Zandt, you went into bare knuckle boxing. You lost, like, what, twice in a row already? She's not good at MMA. Like, no, she's not. just not. She's hot, but she's yeah, she's yeah. 0 2 in bare knuckle boxing and lost her last like three in the UFC. She's not good. Anyway, yeah, it's gonna <laughs> be Junior Arlovsky, the man of the year, and Lambert. Um, this segment legitimately just dragged on for me. I was like, shut up! Like, we know who the fuck is gonna have this match, and this segment honestly took like 20 minutes. And what I just said is all is everything you need to know about the segment. Mm. Who, who they're gonna fucking face? Mm. And there was a funny joke about Paige Van Zandt taking on five men. That that was yeah. it. That was the entirety of this fucking thing. I don't know, Jimmy. Well, <laughs> tell me I'm wrong. No, you're right. I mean, hey, man, she's down for the team, bro. I mean, hey, <laughs> literally, <laughs> she's down for the team. Then so am I, bro. So I gotta tell you, if there was one guy, I wouldn't. He would probably fuck up five dudes. It's Junior Dos Santos. Okay? So, I don't know how they're booking this and Jericho knocking him out, which I... Oh, my God. With the fucking... What's that fucking elbow called, Chris? The speed fucking elbow? The Judas effect. That's right. The Juice effect. Junior Dos Santos. You mean to tell me Junior Dos Santos wouldn't go down to King Velasquez, but he's going down to Chris Jericho? Yep. <laughs> yeah. What are you, Dave from Storage Wars? Yeah. <laughs> Great show, but man, Storage Wars. But yeah, yeah, that's what's gonna happen. But uh, you know what I mean? That's what's gonna happen, man. Let's be real. These motherfuckers are Lovsky, Dos Santos, Elbow, Elbow, Boom. <laughs> One, two, three. Done and dusted. Arlovsky's no joke either. Arlovsky's got the most wins in the heavyweight division in the history oh, yeah. of UFC, bro. I think if Junior Dos Santos faced Arlovsky now, he'd whoop Arlovsky's ass. Nah, I think Arlovsky would actually whoop fucking Dos Santos' ass right now, man. In my opinion. Junior's starting to slow down quite a bit. Yeah, bad. It seems bad. hard for him to... Those it seems are... like he's lost his ability to take a shot, which... Arlovsky's older, now, but still... Him Velasquez. Man, yeah, he fucked him up. Him up, yeah. yeah. It was pretty sad. Well, yeah. I think it's time to go on a break. So on the way to our break, I'm gonna fucking, you know, go to the break with this. It's <laughs> <laughs> a re- remix. <laughs> it's a good remix, but it's. <laughs> Good 
Okay, we're back. And um, next up here, we've got Jamie Hayter versus Anna Jay. Now, listen, I know that Jade Cargill will hate me for this. Uh, this was a piss break, and I don't give a fuck. Um, Hayter is honestly a pretty smooth performer, um, but she can only do so much, and Anna Jay is not ready for TV. She's beautiful, and it seems like she wants to be involved in wrestling. She seems to have some real drive and passion for it. Okay, we're back. And um, next up here, we've got Jamie Hayter versus Anna Jay. Now listen, I know that Jade Cargill will hate me for this. Uh, this was a piss break, and I don't give a fuck. Um, Hayter is honestly a pretty smooth performer, um, but she can only do so much, and Anna Jay is not ready for TV. She's beautiful, and it seems like she wants to be involved in wrestling. She seems to have some real drive and passion for it. So I'm not going to say that there's no way she could ever be good, but she needs more time if she's going to be on a show that is trying to get a million views on a Wednesday night. Uh, not good. I agree. And, and that's the thing where I'm a bit not confused over Anna Jay and where she sits on this roster, but she's gorgeous, man. She's one of those girls that you definitely take home to meet your mother. Put it that way. You know what I mean? Looks innocent. I'm sure she's not. You know what I mean? Like I don't think I could get her out of the bedroom long enough for her to meet my mother, to be honest with you. Oh, my God, dude. Seriously, she's just, she's naturally just stunning, bro. Really, naturally, yeah. naturally gorgeous. Comes across like a great woman. But uh, as a professional wrestler, I can't take her serious, man. And it is what it is. I'm sorry. She's just yeah. not a good professional wrestler. And I don't think she ever will be. A good professional wrestler. I hope I'm wrong though in saying that, dude. Well, I mean, listen. Uh, the, the the heels get the win, then they attack Anna after the cue the save from Ty Conti. Now Ty Conti has been training and wrestling for a significant a amount while. of time at yeah. this point. Five years, six years. Um, she mounts um, Britt Baker, and her punches. When I say they missed by a foot, I mean they missed <laughs> by a foot. Um, not good at all. Um, anyway, Rosa comes out to make the ultimate save after the heels get back up. Um, that was that. I honestly, this is dumb. I don't like this at all. Um, I don't Conti understand getting the, all these bullshit. Like, it's I don't just... understand it either. And Conti getting the, the, the championship match. It's like, why? And why? why are you having somebody like Conti who's throwing punches that are, la that are not landing, that are a foot away from oh. her opponent? in the world championship match and you you needed a secondary title why why they don't need a secondary title right now in fucking aew but in saying that girls if you want to fucking learn how to throw worked punches right now they're they're working in your company take a page out of ftr those two motherfuckers know how to fucking throw a worked punch that looks fucking real dude i'll give yep. him that you got to give him credit for that. I think both yeah. of them are great at fucking throwing worked punches. But women, it is what it is. You know what I mean? I mean, these girls are just nothing but eye candy other than Thunder Rosa. I'm sorry. And, yeah. and of course, Britt Baker. Like, obviously, you know what I mean? Jamie Hayter, does she say anything? I haven't even heard her talk yet. 
I have never heard her say anything significant. You're definitely missing one of the women, though. Who's that? Ty Conti? Well, she, she came out as Bret Hart two weeks ago. Oh, uh, 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 what happened there, dude? Did she come I don't out know. of this it match? Was, because no, actually... she wasn't here. She She's focusing on Sheeta. She's focusing on the stuff with Sheeta. Why? I don't know. I think that that's the that they want to go somewhere with those two, hopefully. But well, unless cool. Sheeta wins the tournament, it that's seems what I'm like saying. that's kind what of I mean. a waste why? of time. Again, why do a program which I was actually invested in? You know, why do all this shit and then just to what? What is this? Like, what do we have? I don't know, but I'd love to see Deeb get more TV time. She's excellent. Every time she's out there, she she does something great. So. Well, they tease us like she is going to have a fucking a lot of TV time, but I guess it's more TV dinners for her, unfortunately, bro. Yeah, they've done this three times with her, and it's starting to get frustrating because it's like you keep highlighting Anna fucking Jay <laughs> and not highlighting Serena Deeb. Stop that. You know what, anyway. dude? Before we continue, man... and. And this is what really does my head in. For all you fans out there that think, oh, you know, Tony Khan should sign this, Braun Strowman sign this and that. No, man, they can't sign. They've got enough as it is. Unless they're going to start releasing their own superstars soon, right? They've got no room for these guys, man. Yeah, so, you can sign all the rest of these guys if you get rid of people like Orange Cassidy. And yeah. Marco Stunt. and Stunt should be longer. Jesus but if you're not going to do that, then it's just a waste of fucking time That's to try it. to put everybody on these shows. And if you try to have three shows, which I know somewhere in the back of Tony Khan's mind, he's like, oh, what if we could get another show on, on TV? What if we could get oh, a no. second hour for, for Rampage? Or That will happen, like, Chris. I guarantee yeah, I I know it will. But, I mean, you ask Eric Bischoff what killed WCW, and he's like, third hour of Nitro and Thunder. Well, That's what killed us. Tell me this show is not Thunder in disguise. I mean, it's got Thunder sort of happening. Like, you know, at the start of the show, it's like, sort of thing. Yeah. Except it's called Rampage. <laughs> like, it's fucking yeah. Thursday Thunder on TBS, bro. Pretty much. Um, anyway, MJF makes his entrance. He's coming up to speak to Darby. He says the two of them don't have to worry about, quote, the new guys because they're, quote, pillars. Um, I don't I hope this doesn't become a thing where they talk about this all the time. MJF wonders why the people hate him and cheer Darby. It's because MJF reminds them of successful people in their lives, their brothers and their fathers and their neighbors who make more money than them and are just better than them. And Darby is an outcast and a loser, just like the fans. At one point he calls Darby an incel, which (laughs) that's stiff, uh, but it makes Darby's reaction all the more puzzling. First of all, Darby's sitting in the crowd. How the fuck did he get a microphone? Good question. And why was he sitting in the crowd being Sting the whole night, pretty much, until MJF came along? Because he's Meth Sting. Um, <laughs> Maybe he, had he a gets on the, instead of a mic, dude. He gets on the mic and says <laughs> to MJF, and I'll remind you that MJF just called him an incel. He said, I'm everything you called me, MJF. I'm like, oh. uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, What an idiot. Uh, Seriously, this guy's fried. Too much myth for you, mate. Seriously. So, so you're oh, involuntarily man. celibate, which means that you can't get laid, but you're wow. on TV and if, well, did you see his ex-wife? Money and... I mean, his ex-wife was flinging around fucking tampons at people. Oh, is he married to that fucking psycho? Yeah. 
Now, would you Wonderful. fucking, wouldn't you be the same thing? Because I'd be like, I would bitch. probably stay away from that. Yeah. <laughs> Guess what? They just got divorced. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, there's a weird b- brawl at the entrance ramp with the pinnacle and some dudes with Darby's face taped to their faces. That was weird, um, dude. Yeah. MJF gets the better of Darby. Alan makes a comeback. Uh, and then MJF powders out and stays away. Um, who are these guys with Darby Allen's faces taped I to their faces? I don't know, but I've, I get this uh, moment of uh, Nitro back in 97, 98, except it wasn't all the sting with the masks coming out in, through the crowd and all that. It was meth sting. With meth not, sting. Not masks, but paper, like photocopied faces of meth sting. Right. That's pretty great. That, that is cheap shit, bro. Booker of the fucking year. <laughs> um next up here, we've got a we've got a match between Andrade and Cody. So El Idolo is again dressed as Black Mask from Batman. <laughs> it's Los Ingobernables de Mexico, Chris. Come on. No, no. Look up Black Mask from Batman and tell me that he's not just dressed as Black Mask from Batman. Okay, well, I'm not really into the comic book stuff. I'll, I'll take your word for it, so... <laughs> yeah, it's cool. <clears throat> I'll look at that right now, in fact. All right, um, the match starts off. There's uh, 10 punches in the corner in the first 30 seconds. Why? Cool. Fundamentals. <laughs> like fundamentals, fundamentals, guys. <laughs> fundamentals, for fuck's sakes. You can't do 10 punches in the corner in the first 30 seconds in the match. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Why would you just stand there and let somebody punch you in the face 10 fucking times? Why wouldn't you just hit somebody in the balls? It's not like you've been worn down and therefore you're exhausted and you're in the corner and you're taking the punches because you couldn't possibly have the power to push the other guy away from you. It's been 30 seconds. You don't do this in the first 30 seconds of the fucking match. Idiots. And just quality, Chris, you're totally right. It is Black Mask fucking Batman. It's to a T. Yeah. From the suit, everything, which is cool and all, and this is cool, but yeah, that's that's pretty, like yeah, yeah. It's it's like I said, it's like basically if Cody came out literally in a Superman costume. Well, week. he's Link from fucking um, what do you call it, Zelda? He's yeah, sure. No, really, he is. He's got the logos on his pants, on his pantalones, Chris. Super lame. Um, Super moving lame. on. <laughs> Cody selling the knee throughout, um, which I thought was, you know, fine, but Cody is selling the knee a lot. He keeps grabbing his leg and hobbling around, etc. Andrade in the entirety of this match did one move that focused on the leg. One in the entirety of this match. What the fuck? Your guy that you're wrestling is literally showing you where to focus your offense and you can't be fucked. That is cringe, dude. And Andrade, he should fucking know better because he's a third-generation superstar, dude. But you know how it is in Mexico? Fundamentals don't fucking exist in Mexico. Let's be honest, bro. They just don't. Right. But I mean, so but I mean, yeah. Like if you're if you're in a fight there. with somebody, you know, if you're right. in, if you're in a mixed martial arts match against somebody, and they're hobbling around and showing you that their knee is hurt, you're gonna like, attack. Why that would shit. you focus on the knee? You wouldn't right. do that. I mean, why would you do that? That's just no. Nah, why? Why would you why? do that That's in a real silly fight? Of, That's just, why, would why would you, you focus on the weak point of your opponent? Oh why? yeah, because that's <laughs> logical. Oh, uh, is it? I didn't know. I, I thought it wasn't. Cody, you should know better. You, you. Or actually, not Cody. Andrade. Mi hermano. Come on, bro. <laughs> what the fuck is this shit, bro? I think Charlotte's fucking taking him to the fucking beach too much, bro. 
yeah honestly <laughs> um he's you know he's a trophy husband um <laughs> you at think one point the other here, way around but i yeah. fuck that <laughs> No, he's definitely the trophy husband in the relationship. Like, Andrade is better looking than Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair at this point looks like Cher. Cher Flair. Cher Flair. Like, not Cher from 1940 like, or 1960. Cher right now is what Charlotte Flair looks like. Isn't that amazing, bro? That really blew my mind. When I saw that fucking pic, I was like, wow, that's fucking crazy. She really yeah. is Cher. It's no good. Cody basically no sells a punt kick to the face. I hate it. Um, don't do that. Um, basically, FTR show up while the ref is distracted. They nail Cody with the AAA belts, and Andrade wins with the hammerlock DDT. After the match, um, the heels are beating up Cody. Arn jumps in. He squares up with uh, with Tully, and then they both just kind of powder out instead. It was like this, dude. Yeah, stick him right literally, up. Stick him right up. It, like my grandpa was an old boxer from Ireland and he taught me how to box. And right. even he wasn't his dukes up like that when he was teaching <laughs> me to box. This looked like every stupid person who's never boxed before, but has seen boxing cartoons yeah, from the definitely. 1920s. Like seriously. Real bad. Yeah, man, Real bad. these two should have known so much better. I mean, Cody, to his credit, was trying, but I guess uh, Andrade El Idalo is Andrade El Stupido uh-huh. in this case, who can't seem to see the hints. Leg. 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 <laughs> oh, it is what it is, man. Fuck. What do you do, man? man hopefully he learns from this shit. Hopefully, I. I mean, again, he's a guy who he puts on pretty decent matches when he's mm. allowed to just do a match. But you've got to learn how to tell a story, and the way you tell a story is by focusing on a fucking well body part. Right, leg, Andrade, yeah. leg. <laughs> but to be fair to him, he's trying, man. We're seeing a lot more Andrade than we ever did in WWE, as in personality wise. Yeah, but I mean, sure. he's no, trying. Right. He's coming he across better. Improved. Right. So we'll yeah. cut him a bit of slack with that, you know what I mean? But Absolutely. Just remember leg. Leg. Not Mira. legado Mira. del fantasma. Mira. Leg. Mira. Leg. Mira. 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 <laughs> leg. <laughs> okay, main event time. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Orange Cassidy versus Miro. Oh. Um. Yeah, okay. The match starts off. Uh, Orange Cassidy keeps trying to put his hands in his pockets. Miro doesn't want to let him. Uh, Orange Cassidy keeps running away from him. Um, at one point, he lands one of those little weak kicks, and Miro tries to take his head off. So, fine. At least Miro's reacting properly. Or Orange Cassidy realizes that he's just not going to be able to put his hands in his pocket in the ring. So, he jumps out of the ring, runs up to the ramp, and then puts his hands in his pocket because it's so important to put his fucking hands in his pocket. You know what they say to people that have their hands in their pocket while at work, Chris? Yeah. You're a fucking bum. Get your fucking yeah. hands out of your fucking pockets and get to fucking work. That's how I feel about Orange Cassidy. Get the fuck out of this place. Stop working. You suck. Yeah, stop playing with your dick. We that's can it. see that's what you're doing. Your hands are in your pockets. Um, you know, here in Canada, we call that playing uh, pocket pool. Um, <laughs> oh, don't do that. Pool. 
Jesus. Okay. Yeah, is what we call a pocket wanker. You know what I'm saying? Literally. But yeah, man, it's true, man. Some of these guys, I don't even know how they're in a fucking company like AEW. You know, pretty mainstream, right? I mean, you think it's a one-no joke over and over and over again. Over and over again. It is what it is. Sorry, Chris. Please continue, man. All good. So OC. Um, he does a good job selling the ribs in this match once he finally gets a little serious. Um, at one point, OC does a pretty fired up comeback. Miro should not be selling strikes from this fucking guy. Um, if, if you want to have him have a couple of spots where he does like a twisting DDT thing or he does a, you know, a, a, um, a, a head scissor takedown or yeah. a Hurricane Rana, sure. Um, his strikes like Eero, Miro should literally just eat his fucking strikes. It should not <laughs> even react. Like he should be hitting him and Miro should just be like, Machka! <laughs> no. Bad. Bad Machka. stuff. Like full uh, offended, you know what I mean, by this shit. Yeah. He should be offended. Everyone that gets into the ring with orange fucking <sighs> Cassidy should be offended. Honestly, yeah. I'm sorry. I know there's a place for this crap. But how about we keep that crap in a separate promotion where it's full of yeah, crap? Yeah, there's a place for that crap. Right. It's on the indies when you get to see him once a year and you and you love the stupid joke that he tells once a year because he does just a little bit different with the joke, but it's essentially the same joke about the three guys and the and the and the bar, right? Like yeah. okay, but like if you're hearing it once a year, sure, it's a funny joke. But if you if you literally hear it every day, every single time that the guy comes out it's not funny anymore. I don't, I don't think this is clever or interesting. I, I, you know, when we first started watching AEW, I remember saying like, I don't know, there's some, this guy's got something. He's got some charisma, but maybe he doesn't, maybe he just has one fucking joke that, that people reacted to once. So he tells it every goddamn time. You know, I had a friend like that in, in school who, um, he, he would talk in like a German accent or he did this <laughs> once, from right? Look, no, no, but he that? talked, but he, he spoke in a German accent this one time, right, where somebody was asking him to do something or whatever. And then he, he said in like a very German accent, Nein! which means no in German. <laughs> yeah, right? right. And right. a few people in class laughed, right? Like a few people in the <laughs> class funny, laughed. Yeah. And then, yeah, it's funny. Okay. Yeah, it's a funny little, little moment, right? Well, then the next day he did the same fucking thing. Nein! And like one person laughed. Right? <laughs> Tourette, and then like... he did this every fucking day for like a month and a half until like, Everybody literally would be like, dude, shut the fuck up. It's not funny anymore. It's the same fucking joke you already told. Me. Like, learn how to say it in Russian or something, you fuck. <laughs> yet, by the way. Um, yet, yet. Um, but yeah, Orange Cassidy is this kid from my high school yelling nine every fucking day. Shut up. Come up with this a new case, fucking thing. This motherfucker keeps putting his hands in his pocket playing fucking hand pool. Honestly. Pocket, pocket pool. pool. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Miro wins via submission, so uh-huh. I get to watch Danielson and Miro in Minneapolis. I'm happy about that. That should be a really <laughs> no good doubt. match. Absolutely. I just fear for the loser of this match, whoever it might be. I don't like yep. it. I don't like the booking of the match still. I know it's due to circumstance, which is not their fault. I still doesn't mean I still like the placement, like in the booking of this match. I still think you should leave them apart. You know, we complain about how Punk doesn't have a, any like storyline or anything like that right up until now. Well, what has really Brian Danielson been doing since the Kenny fucking little angle, which doesn't Nothing. exist anymore? 
Yeah. Nothing. He's just a workhorse wrestler, basically. He's like, uh, you know, I hate to say it like this, but it reminds me of like a, a slave on parade. You know, I made the comparison, you know, like um, at the height of John Cena's unpopularity, right? There was the meme of lol Cena wins. Yeah. Right. At this point, it's lol Danielson wrestles. On you every know? show, dude, even on Dark. I didn't watch it, but he's been wrestling on Dark, bro. Even yeah, Dark, like, which impresses me. Great, but... It's but- like, right. Who cares? Like, you know, CM him- Punk said, like, oh, this is a bigger signing than Scott Hall and Kevin Nash. And maybe, like, maybe <sighs> it could have been. Maybe that's possible still. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they're going to prove me wrong. But right now, it just looks like you signed Scott Hall and Kevin Nash and had them come out the next week completely separate from one another and scott hall beat alex wright and uh you know uh wait wait, wait. it gets Evan better Nash fought fit finley well get this you know how scott hall came in and david on says you know who i am but you don't know you don't why. know why i'm here right well in this case it'd be like you know who i am but i don't know what, <laughs> what i'm doing here you know what i mean like because that's what it is bro that's the that's version perfect. of Scott Hall and fucking Kevin Nash in AEW, apparently, right? Because that's what they... Mate, come on, man. What are they doing? Yeah. I'm getting nothing. I'm seeing nothing, really, from Brian Danielson, who the fans keep calling Daniel Bryan. Have you noticed the chance? Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan, yeah. They keep doing Daniel Bryan chants. It's like, what the fuck? I get it. You can't chant Danielson or whatever. Like, it sounds cool. Well, it's like Bray Wyatt getting Husky Harris chants. Yeah, but that's more of a rib, you know what I mean? This, like, I don't know, man. It kind of makes me giggle anyway because the fans are fucking funny in, in many ways. But these neck beards, man, <laughs> you know what well, I mean? Yeah, it's like it would be like if Hulk Hogan went to if like Hulk Hogan went to WCW and started calling himself Thunderlips again, <laughs> and everybody just kept cheering Hogan, Hogan. <laughs> Oh, again. He's like, no, I'm Thunderlips. God damn it. That don't work for me, brother. He starts fucking losing his push. head explodes. That's how I feel. All right. I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty tired right now, Chris. I'm, yeah, I've gone delirious, bro. It's all good. I've I got to get delirious. out of here, too. I got to spend some time with my girlfriend before she kills me for spending <laughs> two and a half hours doing podcasts today. And talking um, absolute gibberish. Absolutely. <laughs> well, on my end, anyway fucking nonsense but anyway <laughs> uh yeah we'll see you guys next week uh everybody listening we love you thanks for listening um follow us you know like share and subscribe do all that kind of stuff jimmy what do you say well i say please like and subscribe at the pwcnetwork.podbean.com and at markmedia.com and the blowoff.com and also at the pwhustlenetworks.podbean.com where you can find us all there man and i think that that's it chris so I'm Jimmy T, he's Christopher Ames, and you've been listening to the PwC Wednesday Night Skirmish right here on the PwC Network and at markmedia.com. Peace. Hasta fuera. Hasta fuera.
Adam Cole, Young Bucks, Full Gear, November 13th is fast approaching. What is the plan for the Super Club? First of all, last week, that was 100% a fluke. And something like that is never gonna happen again. You wanna know why? Uh, because me and the Bucks, we're gonna remind everybody how dangerous we can be. We're tough guys. We ain't afraid of no one. Don't do anything stupid, man. There's three of us and one of you, okay? You looking for a fight, we'll kick your ass just like we did a few weeks ago. Okay, bad move, buddy. So think twice about what you do. Listen, we ain't looking for a fight today. We're all grown ups. Let's talk about this another time. We're gonna be in our office. Things are breaking down. Look out, Marvez. Yeah, he's cornered, and it's great to see Christian Cage back. And Luchasaurus as well. Right oh, uh oh, here they come. Spilling out into the arena here. Oh! Can you imagine what they have gone through? Luchasaurus going through a table. Oh, the low blow there by Matt Jackson. And Christian Cage being thrown off the stage here. Don't forget what happened to Jungle Boy as well. Absolutely thrown off the stage, and it takes the low blow, does it? It always, JR, takes a low blow with its super flick. They got a, they got a style, they got a protocol they live and adhere to. It's cheating. Oh, wait a second! Jungle Boy Jack! He wiped him out! Good God almighty, where does kid come from? Jungle Boy taking flight, crashing down on the super click. It's great to see him back as well, but he gets one in the throat. Well, that's going to cost some distance, and that's exactly what Matt Jackson was trying to create. Matt Jackson with a, a cheap shot on Jungle Boy. Yeah, he's trying to watch out, Christian Cage! Oh, Christian with a spear! A running spear across the stage with dramatic results. Christian Cage and... Matt Jackson fight. Oh, Christian looking for the kill switch, perhaps. My God, on that, on that ramp, that steel, or what yeah, they're standing that, on. That steel grid. That can be devastating. Uh oh, watch oh. oh, God, it was Nick with a super kick. Super kick for the super shoes. Super kick by Nick Jackson as soon as Christian Cage turned the corner. But look at this, Adam Cole just crawling up the ramp. It's not been a good night for these dudes. What the hell? Luchasaurus has got the Young Bucks by the throat! And... What did we just see? Sending Matt Jackson spilling down the ramp. Luchasaurus, the headbutt. Man, when the sides get even, it gets one-on-one -on -one in some shape, form, or fashion. You see what happens to the, the Young Bucks. Until one-on-two! Man, power out of the back of the spine. Adam Cole. Choke slam on to Adam Cole. And now, Jungle Boy with the snare trap locked in. Go ahead and tap, kid. Go ahead. Yeah, tap. I don't think he is going to tap. He's not tap. He's fading out. Adam Cole is going to sleep, courtesy of Jungle Boy. Oh, they're getting their vengeance, and they're not done yet. My God, what's going on here? It's a chaotic night in the Show Me State. Oh, Christian Cage. Oh, man, he means pit boy. Oh, boy. I've seen this. The variations thereof. Yeah, man. 
Oh, no, Christian Cage. Buddy, might get some security out here. Be thinking about it. This is not going to end well. Home, you twist to full gear now. Oh, oh man. We got to wonder who's going to be able to make it to full gear. Well, it's a damn good thing, Tony. They've got 10 days to, to prepare, to heal. To heal. You don't want to screw these guys. And I think the this new click, the super click, thought they had it made. They certainly did. They thought they had the numbers advantage. But that just meant that Christian Cage, Jungle Boy, and Luchasaurus came back meaner and harder than ever before. broke Darby Allen. And let's cut through the bull, huh, Darby? When all these fresh new faces came into this company, all the boys in the back were sweating bullets, but not us, man, nah. Cause we're pillars. We know for a fact without us, this company doesn't work. Because we have it. We've had it way before Dynamite ever existed. These fans know who we are, and they know damn well what we're going to become. And that, my friend, is legendary. So why is it that they boo me and cheer you? You know, Darby, at first, it used to make me really, really mad. I mean, I'd lose sleep over this at night. And I'm not deaf. I hear them, Darby, every single week. They chant your name at the top of their lungs. There it is. And then it hit me, Darby. Of course they hate me. I remind them of their perfect successful boss, brother, step, ex, hell. I am a symbol of everything these people wish they could be, but simply can't. But you, Darby, you're one of them. You're a misfit and outcast, an incel who can barely string together four words. You claim to live life with reckless abandonment but I don't think it's because you're too cool for school. I think it's because deep down, you know you're not good enough to be a normal functioning member of society. These people love you, Darby, because you're just like them. You'll never fit in and you'll never win. And sure, Darberino, right now you might be 
be cool and brooding Darby Allen outside of the ring, but once you step foot in it, that all goes away, doesn't it, bud? You always let your emotions get the best of you. You go from proficient pro wrestler to glorified stuntman. At full gear, you will lose to me because mentally, just like all these people, you're weak, man. At full gear, you will lose because you will be too concerned with battering me when you should be concerned with beating me. At full gear, you will lose because I'm better than you. And you know it. And one more thing. Shut your mouths for five seconds. Let's just say, Darby, by some grace of God, you managed to change your ways in the span of 10 days. And at the pay-per-view, you don't come running at me like a brainless wild hyena. That's great, buddy. But I'm still a better wrestler than you. There's a reason, folks. No one has beaten me clean smack dab in the middle of this ring. And it's because I'm that damn good. And it's easy to overlook that, Darbs, because when you look at the history of this sport, every time somebody's even a fraction as good as I am in the microphone, they can't hang in this ring. Well, unfortunately for you and all your mindless fans, you are going to find out that I break that mold. Hell, Darby, I'm so much better than you inside the squared circle. I could beat you with a freaking headlock takeover. Max, I am an outcast. I'm everything you called me. And at full gear, I'm not gonna attack you with my skateboard. I'm gonna keep my composure. And we will have a wrestling match. Cause I'm gonna let my anger out right now, tonight. Oh God. Oh, you wanna go right now? Do people wanna see it? Fair warning. Do you wanna see it? Too bad. Too oh. bad. He's walking away. He's scalding dogged. He what a coward. And you can see the trail of slime left behind him, but Oh, U-turn, changing plans. GPS update. Yeah, it's Sting coming out. Sting with a small army behind him. There's even more just keep coming down the ramp. Oh! What the hell is... It, it's, it's Sean Spears wielding a chair, and a fight is going on here on the apron. Wardlow and Sean Spears of the Pinnacle taking on all these men clad in black. This is a crazy brawl going on here, right in front of us. But all while this is going on... That huge guy right there. I think I saw Darby Allen, Darby Allen and MJF. Those are squaring off in them. Here they go. No holding them back now. Getting a little preview before we go on pay-per-view in 10 days. And MJF just gouging the eyes and sending Darby into the retaining wall. After all the bravado, after all the talk, he wanted to walk away, knowing there was one, nowhere to go. He had to turn and fight. Sometimes in your life, no matter what the odds are against you, you just gotta turn and fight, Tony. That's right, you got to, JR, when there's nowhere to go. 
Darby Allen has been fighting bullies all of his life. And oh! Nice reversal. And Darby seems to be getting the upper hand on the bully here tonight. Don't stop now, kid. Oh, I don't think he is. I don't think Darby's stopping at all. The wide-eyed look of Darby Allen. He's got MJF he, against the barricade. He's going to get a run. They're parting the red sea for him. He's getting a running start. Darby. Oh, oh the impact. The force behind that running clothesline. Almost took MJF out of the stained black pants. What a collision at ringside. And now Darby Allen. Oh, look at To the top. No. MJF just. Trying to run away, now he's running through the crowd. Yeah, he still won't go up the ramp right here. He knows Sting is waiting up the ramp. But that coward, MJF, will have nowhere to run. Saturday, November 13th, live on pay-per-view at Full Gear. Or that pay-per-view early, folks, they get caught up in all the volume of business that this is gonna generate. Close. 
Samurai Del Sol. Oh, and where we see Darby Allen somewhere looking on in this building. Well, we found out a week ago, very much is back, regardless of what MJF would say. MJF thinks that he's psychologically broken Darby Allen. Oh, for God's sake. Oh! Aerostar takes Dax out of the ring. Samurai Del Sol. Look at this offense, man. These, these two young men came to fight, and they're giving FTR all they want. Samurai Del Sol gets brought around, lands on his feet. Cash was thinking Brain Buster, Samurai Del Sol! The Rock Wrestling Slinkies. And now Aerostar. This is tremendous. What action. Aerostar springs off the middle rope. The diving splash, the cover to no. Man, Dax saved the day right there, I can promise you. I saw a three count coming. Oh! Samurai Del Sol went for the tope, but Dax oh. counter hit the brain buster on the outside. Man, that is a difference maker. Kick to the face, it doesn't do you any favors, but brain buster on the outside is bad business. Aerostar escapes in underneath Cash Wheeler. He's up on the shoulders of Wheeler. Victory roll by Aerostar. We can have new champs. No. Cash Wheeler roll. Nobody wins this match. Well, they're going to go on now to full gear. The challenge was laid down by the world tag team champions, the Lucha Brothers, and they'll still be the AAA champs. Where are they trying to steal that away? Last week we heard the Lucha Brothers throw down the gauntlet. They have challenged FTR to meet them at full gear with the AEW World Tag Team Championship on the line. Saturday, November 13th, get, get here soon enough.
Hey everybody, this is Terry Balea, otherwise known as Hulk Hogan brother. Halloween is coming up and what better way to decorate and light up your house brother than to get some spooky fucking candles at this and that candles on Facebook brother. Do you want a boring ass regular old candle? That doesn't work for me, brother. Get a dragon's head, a variety of skulls, brother. Or they can custom make a candle for you, dude. Hell, maybe they can even do a Hulk Hogan head, brother, to light up your den, brother. Just go on Facebook and search for This and That Candles. It's at This in That O-N-T for Ontario, brother, on Facebook, brother. And what you're gonna do when Hulk Hogan head candle runs wild on you, dude.